0: Hi, I'm Juan Pons of the Alpha Mirrorless Show here on the TWIP Network,
1: and you're listening to This Week in Photo. Bandwidth for This Week in Photo is provided by the Cashfly Content Delivery Network. Send your web content blazingly fast with Cashfly. And now, pay as you go. Start with 2 terabytes free by going to C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot and use the promo code TWIP. This episode of TWiP is brought to you by FreshBooks. They're the easy-to-use invoicing solution that's helping freelancers and small business owners get organized and save time invoicing. You can try FreshBooks for free. Just go to freshbooks.com TWiP and enter TWiP in the How Did You Hear About Us section when signing up. The Out of Chicago Photography Conference is taking its show on the road for the Out of New York Photography Conference. It's going to be held October 14th through 15th. Join myself, Rick Salmon, Brian Peterson, Lindsay Adler, Valerie Jardin, Steve Simon, RC Concepcion, and the rest of the lineup for an amazing hands-on photography experience in the heart of beautiful New York City. Use the code TWIP100 for $100 off the $349 registration fee for April. Just go to outofnewyork.com for more information and see you in New York City. This is TWIP episode 462. Get real. A quick heads up, I'd like to welcome the newest show to the Twip Network, Twip Apps. It's hosted by Joseph Lanasky also known as Photo Joseph. It's a show we've created to help showcase the best of the best photography apps. Check it out at twipapps.com or just head over to This Week in Photo and click on Apps in the menu. And this week on Twip, a Melbourne, Australia photographer uses social media to cry foul about the similarities between his image and a Calvin Klein ad campaign. This brings up the old debate about inspiration versus imitation. Also, a startup is placing bets that people are interested in augmenting and enhancing their iPhones to be more DSLR-like. And lastly, Apple files a patent that could mean future iPhone models may have optical zoom capabilities. It's Monday, April 25th, 2016. And this is TWiP. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Really interesting show this week. I feel like I say that every single show, but (laughs) every single show really is interesting. This week, we've got Juan on from the new TWiP Alpha Mirrorless podcast and Shee Verma from Shee Verma Photography. Hello, gentlemen. How are you?
2: Good evening, Frederick, and hi, Juan. Nice to meet you again. Nice to
1: meet you, too. Yes. Oh, look at that. You guys haven't met.
2: No, actually, I met Juan when he was doing a workshop at uh, the Bosque with... What's his name? That Rick guy? Rick Salmon? Oh, Oh, that guy. That guy. guy. Yeah, that guy. he's written like one book, one or two books. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He he does he he doesn't do much. He doesn't do much. he's he's a slug. Yeah, yeah. you got to get on him about that.
1: (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad you guys are meeting here live on this week in photos. Pleasure to have both of you on. Juan Pons, Alpha Mirrorless Man. You guys are burning up the podcast waves with that. Apparently, yeah. there was some pent-up demand for Sony podcasts. My God, but, it
0: sounds like it's going. I mean, the the, the just the emails that we're getting—it's absolutely crazy—the number of emails we're getting. Well,
2: yeah, well let, yeah. let, let me let me tell you something. One, I, I enjoy that show, and, oh, and yeah. I'm glad I'm glad the way you've structured it, the way you have, uh, and, and I'm glad you're you know hitting it topic by topic rather than trying to cram too much into just one. You know, so so it's really nice. So congratulations.
0: Well, thank yeah. you. You're the first one that said that. Everybody's like, well, what, why didn't you cover this? Why didn't you cover this? Yeah, they want <laughs> no, to no, cover no, everything in one week. I'm like, wait a second, guys. <laughs> more, you know, more, the, more, the, more.
2: Yeah, there, there's a whole the whole concept of digesting photography, and you can do it yes. one piece at a time. Just don't overdo it. Yes.
1: Yeah, good. Thank no, you. That, thank you guys it. have you have seriously and I'm not just saying that because, you know, it's on the Twin Network, but you guys... oh well, maybe I'm a little bit, but you guys have struck a chord, and I see the feedback coming in. I know you guys respond to every bit of feedback that people send in, and I'm, you know, kind of watching from afar, seeing the traffic go back and forth. Obviously, I'm looking at the numbers, and the numbers, like I shared you, with you, Juan, like within three days we were... you were in competition with other shows on the network, so... and and it's just been insane, yeah. and, this, and this is interesting for me. It's an... Everything in Life is an experiment. This was an experiment of is there a demand for these vertically oriented brand specific shows? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs>
0: I, I, no, I, no, think, uh, I think, yeah. Resounding I mean, yes. Resounding and I think, yes. I think there is demand for a Fuji and there's a demand for Panasonic. For at least yeah.
1: those two for sure.
2: Yeah. Hey, don't yeah. leave Olympus out.
1: Oh yeah, yes,
0: yeah, that's right. Olympus as well. You're right. Uh,
1: Olympus too. Yeah, I think I think those guys. I would argue Nikon and Canon as well. You know, but it's, but yeah, you know, that's like I don't know. They're they're so gigantic. There's already a giant fan base, and I feel like those right. audiences are already served really well. Whereas these other up quote up and coming audiences need a voice, and you guys are providing that voice. So yeah, congratulations, man. AlphaMirrorless.com is the direct link to get over to it.
0: Yeah, Very absolutely. Cool. And, you know, right now right now we have, I was organizing all the questions we've been getting them because we want to answer a lot of those on air. And I'm looking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to record six podcasts just to answer these questions. <laughs> There's so many questions coming you in. You might it, have it, to it do just a and a show. How
2: about yeah. a Q&A
0: show? Well, Where we are. It? We're doing a Q&A show. But it's just like, you know, I'm going to have to do like six of them back to back.
2: Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I remember uh, that, that one podcast, uh, Frederick, and we just want to bring this up, that I think you're going to have to get them their $2,000 lens.
1: Oh <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> and he's not the first one who said that. <laughs>
1: oh, I better start saving now then. <laughs> yep. Dude, dude, it's uh. out. It's out. Oh we got man,
2: what was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, one, you know what's going to happen? Frederick's not going to have me on the show anymore because I'm a reminder of bad things. <laughs> no, of course I will. No, if, I mean that's that's a good problem to have.
1: Oh, you yeah. know, I'm happy. Yes. At yes. that point, yes. I'm happy to to kick down a lens for you guys. That's the least I can do. All right, guys, let's dive in. Let's dive into the show. This is. I feel like this is going to be one of those controversial shows. <laughs> As if we don't do those on Twitter. But uh, this one is about this photographer, and we'll we'll put the, obviously put the link in uh, to this <laughs> article that Petapixel was reporting on in the show notes. But it's about a Milburn-based photographer that basically shining the light on Calvin Klein, saying that Calvin Klein stole his idea for an image, essentially. So Calvin Klein ran this commercial, which you can, if you want to see it, we'll embed the video in the post for this episode. But it ends in essentially kind of a straight-down shot of a woman laying on some a bunch of clothes that are various shades of blue and, the, you know, kind of wrinkled-up clothes. and You know, they're various shades of blue. And his shot is similar to that, or maybe it's Calvin Klein's shot is similar to this guy's shot. Anyway, so he's crying foul, foul saying that Calvin Klein has stolen this image idea from him and you know, hey, how is this, these big guys or big names able to fight this kind of thing, et cetera, et cetera? And I think you can tell by the angst in my voice that I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with this. One. And I you're holding Twi- that in really well, Fredrick. For you have know, to say, the Twin Army is going to agree well. with me on this one because you know, at a certain point, all this <laughs> copyright, you know, th- this is my image, this was my idea, all that stuff. I can see, and we've had instances on the show where. It's a blatant copy. It's like, okay, person is in the exact same pose, exact same background, the exact same focal length lens was used and all that. But you can't cry foul on an idea. It's like anybody posed like this is smiling a little bit, is copying the Mona Lisa. I mean, come on, you know? Right, right.
0: I mean, what about all the portraits? You know, a lot of portraits, people shoot that three, you know, the three quarters in your portrait is yeah. are all those copyright are all the copies from each other? That doesn't make right, any sense. To right, right.
1: Anybody holding up something like this is copying the artist that created the statue. What about
0: what about all <laughs> the you know all, all the Japanese girls that go like this? Is that like are they all like copying
1: each other? You know exactly. I'm going to copyright the peace symbol and symbol, shoot, yeah. sue every one of those Japanese kids. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know. And then this article goes on to say that, that his lawyers say that he has a real case because the image holds more more than a ninety percent resemblance. resemblance. Well, how do you quantify resemblance? <laughs> you know, I sort to of say, how do you quantify Shiv Verma? I want you to weigh on this. Person. You're the, so, you know, you, w- yeah. what you. What do you think? Is yeah. this guy in the right I or mean, wrong?
2: I, I was, you know, I, I saw this when it first started, and then I saw the video that supposedly, you know, I think the Calvin crying video went more viral than what he was saying, <laughs> and and I, I think I think the the, the whole ad is beautifully done. I mean, there's a yeah, lot of emotion great. in it and it's just exquisite. So, the girl eventually lands on this, you know, thing of denim. I mean, there's denim shorts, denim this, denim that, underwear, yeah. whatever it is. And it's a beautiful shot. Now, he's got a posed model. Right? Semi-nude in a similar situation. All right. Yeah. She's, she's kind of, she's, she's a nice looking model. I mean, no two ways about it. But does that constitute an idea? As does photographing Half Dome constitute an idea that we stole from Ansel Adams? I yeah. mean, yeah, thousands of people. Thing.
1: Like this whole thing would would if if this stuff becomes rampant. Now, there's a line, right? Like I said, there's a line between a blatant copy. And I don't and I'm not purporting to say that I know exactly where that line is. I think it's going to be completely subjective. But between blatantly copying someone and being inspired by an idea or even if, if even if Calvin Klein did this completely ignorant of what this guy had did, you know, they, they came up with it. Or somebody may have seen the shot in their head and subconsciously said, hey, maybe if we did something like that, yeah. you know, see, like, if, where do you draw the line?
2: Yeah. yeah. Photography is all based on inspiration. And where does inspiration come from, right? You see things, and then you've seen things, seen things that other people have done. And together, if you can combine it and make something that is inspirational and of value to you, absolutely go do it. Don't plagiarize. Don't take somebody else's image and modify it and call it your own. That, to me, is copyright infringement. But ideas, I mean, concepts, how many photographs have you seen of a woman, beautiful, dressed in a long red gown on a sand dune somewhere or in Moab or somewhere? I mean, I mean are those photographers saying, oh, he stole my idea? Let's right. cry about it. Let's make a lot of noise about it. No, it ain't going to happen. Right?
1: Yeah. And in technology, one. why don't you chime in on this as well? So in technology, I think it was it Steve Jobs or someone a while ago was giving a speech <laughs> and they were talking about how you know, they were they were standing on the shoulders of giants to create <laughs> to create this new thing that they made that was loosely based on the old thing. I don't know. I mean, is that what we're doing, standing on the shoulders of giants or copying I, those giants?
0: Absolutely. I think we're standing on the shoulders of giants. I mean, I, they you know, someone, I can't remember who it was, that said, you know, everything's already been done. You know, yeah. all we're doing is copying. All we're doing is, is uh, uh, getting inspiration from something else. You know, I don't know if you saw that, but I posted uh, on some of the notes a link to the movie from 1999, American Beauty, where there's a very similar shot to this one, yeah. where you know there's this beautiful girl laying on an area that's just full of roses. You know, roses, clothing, but it's the same shot, the exact same shot, shot from above. You know, the roses covering the 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 the, the delicate bits, if you will, uh, yeah. <laughs> of the model. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I, I think, and, and not only that, we just heard something like this just recently. But I mean, this is like deja vu all over again. A month yeah. or two months ago, there was another case, someone else claiming that, um, not Calvin Klein, but another big brand has stolen his idea of a video that he had produced that was kind of obscure. Same thing. I think yeah. we're going to see this more and more as we have a platform like Facebook and you know, Twitter and whatnot where people can actually come up with you know, these claims saying, oh, the big boys are coming after me. There's nothing I can do. Boo-hoo.
1: Yeah, and these these are, and I think these are foundless claims. And I think you hit it right on the head, Juan. I think it is rather than a cry for help, this is a cry for likes. Right, so right. we're even talking about this guy, and he's attaching <laughs> his like. We're the like, problem.
0: We're the problem. We're, doing, <laughs> I know, we're, we're reading of the problem. into
1: it. <laughs> I mean, but we're we're helping drive. People are going to say, well, let me go see this guy's work now and see if right. it actually does compare. So now he's getting all these views and comments and traffic on the shoulders of the giant Calvin Klein. So. You know, I mean I don't wanna cry foul and, you know, say everyone's being nefarious in their intent, but this one sure looks like you know, it's 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 kinda iffy. I don't know. Well, I or think he's very achi- iffy.
2: Right now he's achieved it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so, he has. You know. He has, but yeah. I think he's achieved it in that he's shining a light from the twit perspective. He's shining a light on people that do this kind of thing. Yeah, you know yeah. that 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 are trying to hitch their their image to a larger brand in order to get more notoriety of their image. Now I'm not saying he's doing that. Maybe he is, but I got to say, a this this if I was the lawyer for Calvin Klein, I'd be like, really, I'm gonna put an intern on this one. You
0: know, it's funny. I when I was reading um, the text, I was like, I was I was waiting and waiting and waiting for the Indiegogo link or mm-hmm. the GoFundMe link. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought at some point he was gonna ask for money to mount a defense against Calvin Klein because everything right. that he was saying, I'm like, oh my god, I can just see. That he's just looking for someone to, you know, give him some bucks, but yeah. he didn't. So, may, but maybe that's coming. Maybe that's still coming. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a new, it, yeah. it's a new, yeah. it's a
1: new, it's a new form of revenue generation. Go through your catalog, <laughs> find images that you shot a while ago that look like things that are happening today, and post it online to get traffic. What I
0: You know, I had an idea for a book, and I just saw that uh, National Geographic came up with a book very similar to that. What do you think? Do you? Do I have a case?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. They stole your idea. <laughs> they, they stole, stole my it. idea. Hey, I think you should go online and write an article about how bad they are. <laughs> story. Uh, I mean, we laugh about it, but I, I'm I'm hoping that honestly, I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the fence about this because in terms of if this guy is genuine and he's 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 like he wrote the road heartbreaking and depressing and big boys are coming after the little guy. All these kind of you know incendiary terms in the in his post but if it is in fact like that i feel bad for him if he really thinks if he in his mind thinks that he has a case because as a as a consumer a disinterested for the you know for the most part consumer i don't see a case in this and like i said in the notes here you know he said lawyers tell me i have a real case of course, if I was a lawyer, <laughs> I'd say, "Yeah, you have a real case, and um, you know our fee is you know twelve thousand an hour." But you really have a case. I'm telling you, to see this all the way through, sir. So.
0: <laughs> Let's see if you can go yeah. raise some money so you can pay us.
2: Exactly. No, yeah. You know, yeah. I would like to. I would like to see a lawyer who would take this case on on a contingency basis. Yeah. Go f- oh you know, right. Five. You only get paid if we get paid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or we only get paid if you get paid. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not going to happen. And, you know, I I was just, you know, we were talking and I was just thinking about this as I was reading the show notes and I was saying, you know, there's there's a stamp that we attach to lighting, right? It's called Rembrandt lighting. Yeah. Every every photographer who shoots portraits knows that. Now, you know, there, there is a Rembrandt fund somewhere. Maybe the Louvre has it, or one of those places. Maybe they should start <laughs> the claiming Rembrandt every cares. single Rembrandt style image that's mm-hmm. taken. You, you owe us a copyright. You know, like don't get them,
1: Don't give them ideas. So kind of like the JPEG people. Remember back in the day, JPEG oh, yes. was trying, God, yes. trying to sue everybody for using JPEG mm. compression. Yes. Good grief! After they made it
0: available, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We well, yeah use this and now pay us. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. Patent trolls, which gave rise to the png format which is still not widely used i think it's a better format in many ways right but still still not widely used
2: but who pays jpeg copyrights do you uh well the the
1: company the, I think the companies does. that use it have to license it they have, yes, to, license they have to license it, license it yeah we don't pay a dime but those right. companies do if you write some software that saves to jpegs you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be paying the piper for that privilege Sad, sad, sad. All right, all right, guys. Let's move on to story number two. This is about a company called Pictar, P-I-C-T-A-R, and they've created, or they're in the, they're in the midst of creating a device. Actually, the, the name of the company is called Migo, M-I-G-G-O, and the product is called Pictar, and they're in the product of, in the process of creating this retro styled camera grip type of device that sl- you slide your iPhone into, and it gives it quote DSLR type controls and. You know, it's retro styled, etc. So it's kinda it's another one of those those devices that purports to take your phone and turn it into a proper, quote, proper camera. Juan Pons. <laughs> well,
0: <again. laughs> Sorry. You,
1: I gotta put it on you. See, you give it away yeah. before yeah. you I know. Well, I'm I mean, never I... gonna put you on the witness stand, man. <laughs> no, never. Please don't. I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm Juan, good an Juan, did witness, the witness when... did the did did the defendant kill that woman and he starts laughing nah. on the stand? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's again, it's a case of deja vu all over again. Didn't we see yeah. a bunch of people have been, been doing this over and over again? We started yeah. with what? Will I Am? Remember, remember yeah, Will I right. Am coming out with something? Yeah, I told um, you. Me. You know, the, the company, he raised a lot of money to do the same thing. And most recently, we've seen, which actually I believe you have one or you tried it out, was the one from um, uh, DXO, right? Yeah, I have
1: that one. Yeah. Which yeah. is another
0: attachment to, to the iPhone to improve. The you know the 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 picture quality of, of images taken with the iPhone. Yep. Now, again, you know if you're going to carry all this stuff, might as well carry a camera. If I have my phone, I'm just going to use the the, the camera on and the phone And that's
1: that's the inherent problem with the DXO one. I like the DXO one. Nice. It is it is by all accounts superior to the to the quality of the photos that for the most part that you get out of the iPhone. Right. However, right. that delta is not large enough to make me go through even if it's just easy as sticking it on there taking out my phone and swiping up taking the picture and putting the phone back in my pocket is is friction free and right. any other friction that you in, that you introduce into that it, for me it makes it why don't i just use a proper camera
0: <laughs> right i mean I, exactly i mean and the people who are going to take the time and take that thing out of the pocket plug it in turn on the app that you have to use right because it's not the one that you can swipe from the very from the beginning you have to launch a proprietary app you know, by that time, whatever you're going to take a picture of, you know, the moment is gone at that point. Yeah. So yeah. you know, only people who are really uh, uh, dedicated, you know, professional photographers or people who, you know, real enthusiasts that want to take images, want to use the device, are going to use the device. And yeah. my guess is that if those people are so enthusiastic about taking their images, they're going to use a proper camera, like you said. They're going to use right. Their, yeah, but even, you know, even, the even in the case of sixty-three hundred.
1: Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> even even in the case of the DxO, which is awesome. and you when you turn it on, it's really and I told those guys when I got it, it feels like something that Apple would have made—the quality, the build quality, mm-hmm. and just the, how they thought through every little detail of it. But even then, and e- when you when you pop out the little Lightning connector and stick it onto your phone, it launches the app automatically. It does all kinds of amazing things. Like it'll update itself, all that stuff. Um, but even that, even as I think they've made it as simple as you could possibly make this kind of add-on accessory, and even still, there's still a little bit of friction. You know, and not enough gain on the image side for me to consider using this. And you know, on their site, um, and even even on the the Mego site for the for this Pictar, you see all these image. You know, there's images there that, oh, you can do this kind of stuff on DxO site, on Sony site. You can do these kinds of things. Look at this DSLR quality image. And when I see that, I'm thinking, why not? Just, <laughs> why, just, why not just use the other thing? I don't know, Chief. What, what do you think? Are you are you uh, you hot on this market? I know,
2: please. You said that I gave it away. <laughs> the, the, the thing the thing that you know the iPhone's not a bad camera, okay? Now this this device, which gives us this little grip and some knobs and dials, basically modifies only the way you capture the image. But the image that is captured is still the same image that the iPhone capture anyway. Right. With this
1: device, right? Yeah. With this device, I
2: mean, it's not doing anything to modify or increase the resolution, or increase the focusing capability, or or any of that. So, to me, this is a, a true friction add-on. Right. 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 I mean, it it, yeah. it does nothing.
1: Well, and, yeah. Uh, a lot of these. A lot of these are they're they're cures in search of a disease that no one complained about you know so it's like right, well, you know, yeah i mean like like those infomercials where you see hey buy this new drug lipitor that solves this thing that you didn't know you had and, but introduces all these, these other problems that you will have if you take this yeah. but then again
0: then again you know that that's kind of very close to what you know Steve Jobs said you know a lot of consumers don't know what they want until they see
2: True. it right True. but but there is there is one one little small little silver lining in in all of this is that if there is an app and there are other applications that you can deploy if the iphone is capable of being modified tuned adjusted or made to work through ultrasonic sound and you can converse with the iphone that way then there is some potential market for that technology to be deployed for the iphone but as this DSLR gizmo, I think it's a piece of.
1: Yeah, no yeah, and it's and it. Well, I haven't held it and I haven't tried it yet, so I'm not going to say that it's a piece of crap or whatever. But no, I'm I never say, said that. Just, it's a piece. Okay, of. it's a piece of you know <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> you know, ellipses trail off into another. Yes. You know, I, I don't know, but you know, you look at this, and our, our the next story we're going to talk about is you know some potential directions that Apple may be going with the iPhone and if you you look at their track record since the introduction of cameras on these iPhones mm-hmm. th- it's been an incremental it's getting better and better and they're doing they're not standing still with this stuff you know and, and and you see these billboards like the other thing is you know I drive through San Francisco and you see these billboards all over the you know not just San Francisco but all over the world they have these billboards up that say shot on the iPhone that's got to be like for the the companies that are doing these kinds of things that are saying hey you can actually get real photography out of an iPhone there's these billboards with like awesome giant images that were shot on native
2: iPhones so but, but you know Frederick I mean Apple has done some incredible stuff you know with this whole health monitoring and yeah. you know your your sort of you know met your tracking your heart, tracking your footsteps, tracking what you're consuming as far as calories and all that good stuff. And the overall health environment that we're in, uh, ultrasonic does play a role. So from that point, I think they have something which can be extended beyond this so-called device that makes a camera a DSLR. Who cares about that? I mean, buy a DSLR for $400. It's cheaper than the iPhone.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of these things is it's really interesting. Not just these guys, and not just the iPhone, but you look at uh, like you went to NAB that you called Nab Shiv. You went to <laughs> you went to NAB. <laughs> NAB. You went to NAB, and and uh it was a DJI announced a bunch of accessories for their Osmo yeah. device, yeah. which I love the Osmo. Um, but, but and here I have one, right here. So. This guy, I love Oh, you don't have the
2: new mount. You don't have the new mount.
1: I don't have the new mount, yeah. But this thing <laughs> is so elegant in its simplicity <laughs> and the quality of the images that you get out of it. And then I looked on, I was looking on D, or, uh, DJI's site, and now there's these different things that you can bolt onto to it and focus pulling and all this stuff. And you're like you like where's the camera now? <laughs> you know, the elegance, <laughs> the elegance is gone. You've now made a lowrider out of my awesome, beautiful Jaguar. You know, like you know, <laughs> at some point, you, I like this because of its elegance and simplicity. And there's like three controls on it. Now, you know, it seems like people get these devices or these companies strike start trying to make them do things that they they weren't originally concepted to do. And I'm like, why? As a consumer, why don't you just buy the thing that does that the best already instead of trying to jerry-rig existing technology into it?
0: You know, I think it's something going back to what Schiff said earlier, and it had to do with the economy, right? Is Mm -hmm. He went to NAB, and before we started recording, he said, one thing that I got out of NAB is that the economy is doing better because the hall was full of vendors. You know, the place was full of people more than ever, and more than ever, um, and it's because a lot of people have disposable income. So there's these companies forming up, springing from, from nowhere to try to, you know, take that money away from the people who are willing to give it up
1: yeah. for whatever cockamamie
0: tree. type gadget they can come up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm i I'm i I'm going to remain a purist. Like you said, Chief, <laughs> I, yes, I don't have the big micro four thirds version of the Osmo. This is the X3 Zen Muse on here. And the quality I get out of this one is still beyond most of well, you know what I need right now. So, but you see, know, you're you're one,
2: you're one of those, you know, gra- gadget freaks, or you I am. You, know, you have gas as a true syndrome. Yes, and, and you're, you're going to go I get do. the I next one. Admit. So, you know, I think I think <laughs> Nab, as I called it, has lots of offerings for you, including the new mount. You need the yeah. new
1: mount. I don't, I, 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 that's, it's funny you say that. I don't need it, but I will get it but if it, I, if I hit you? a wall where, if no. I hit a wall where I have to get it and I was like, okay, this will make the shot, then I'll get it. And there may be a little bit of self, ju- self justification in there, but I will, I will get it at that see, point, but I'm not going to get it to look at it and marvel over my new no, purchase. No, no. See, yeah. Frederick,
2: I'll tell you what happens, right? People like you and I see this and say, we're going to have that situation arise. I might as well get it now, then regret not having got it when I needed it.
1: Yeah, see, that's that—that's that little <laughs> right, demon so on done. your shoulder telling <laughs> yeah. you, "Shit, you have to get it. Voice. Get it.
2: You know, there's <laughs> another, word for, deserve, there's
1: another word for that. You deserve. You deserve that Lumix G eighty five, man. Yes. Buy it.
0: There's <laughs> another. There's another word for that. You know what it's called? Denial? Justification.
1: <laughs> Just- Just- <laughs> yeah, justification is a river that runs into denial. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they merge together and they create an impact on your wallet. So that's what <laughs> <laughs> happens. So, yeah, so anyway, this story, picked the this device, uh, they're saying it brings SLR controls to most iPhones. Check out the link to it in the show notes. This story came to us from our buddies over at Engadget. All right, guys, coming up after this break, could a patent filing by Apple indicate that folded optics are coming to the iPhone? This episode of This Week in Photo is brought to you by FreshBooks, the easy-to-use invoicing solution that's helping freelancers and small business owners get organized and save time invoicing. You can try FreshBooks for free. Just head over to freshbooks.com slash TWIP and enter TWIP in the How Did You Hear About Us section when you sign up. And as I've said on This Week in Photo before, we use FreshBooks as the back end to basically run most of the stuff behind the scenes on this business to keep the lights on and to keep everybody happy. Because as we all know as creative professionals, we're not necessarily focused on capturing our income, expenses, and tracking billable time and all that. And I think the reason that we don't capture all of those things is simple. It's boring. We're creatives. We like fun stuff. We like Photoshop and Lightroom and you know all these other cool things that let us express that side of our brain. And thankfully, Freshbook offers us as small business owners a way to quickly and easily keep track of our time and money without disrupting our workflow or you know sort of messing with our creative juices with Freshbooks you can invoice clients it's easy you can do it in seconds and expenses can be automatically imported so that you don't have to lift a finger you're just doing the stuff on the back end while you do other cool stuff you can even track billable time as easy as starting a timer on your on your mobile phone you can bi- whip up business reports you can stay on top of your income expenses and tax time is coming up so with a couple of clicks you can generate reports for your CPA or your accountant so that you're staying out of trouble. So grab some popcorn, learn how to fresh books by watching some of their free getting started webinars. I'm a big fan of webinars and they've got some excellent ones online for you to check out. Once again, if you want to check FreshBooks out, you can just head over to freshbooks.com/twip, enter the code this week in photo or twip in the How did you hear about us section to start your free 30-day trial. All you need is an email address to uh, to try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. Just go over to freshbooks.com/twip and enter twip in the How did you hear about us section. And we want to thank FreshBooks for their support of this week in photo. All right, guys, we're back. Story number three is about Apple filing a patent that could add optical zoom to the iPhone using a technique called folded optics. Now, uh, you know, who, Shiv, let's start with you on this stuff. Okay, so right. like we talked about in the last story with these companies that are trying to take existing i would i'll be i would call them legacy iphone designs and modify them to do things apple is 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 pushing forward smartly on the inside of the iphone making it more and more professional now it looks like we if this patent filing is true and they actually follow through on it we could have zoomable optics within this little tiny device what do you think about this
2: yeah first thing i mean you're absolutely right i mean this you know Taking stuff that already exists, and if somebody didn't file a patent for it when they thought about it, uh, now somebody goes and files a patent, and they call it their own. Mm-hmm. Time to make money. Uh, you know, the, the real fact is that folded optics or you know, nonlinear optics have been around for a long, long time. I mean, it's nothing new. Yeah. It was done before. It's going to be done again. Uh, the The Apple situation is interesting. They filed for a patent in what, 2014, about two, exactly two years ago. And the patent has, in fact, been approved. Now it has a designated patent number. So what that does is it now gives them an opportunity, whether they do it or not, uh, you know, so their competitors will obviously want to try this out, and now there's another revenue opportunity because the patent belongs to Apple. The fact remains that, yes, there is a limitation in the iPhone, and that limitation is telephoto as well as wide angle i mean it's yeah, basically it's
1: the th- the, th- the th- thickness of the device you can yeah. light can only do so much right.
2: so 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 if you can actually now you know have light travel in various parts you going to call it bendable it's not really bendable or foldable i don't think you fold light you just <laughs> ch- you know, change the path it's just reflecting light <laughs> yeah right? it's
0: reflected yeah. light
2: yeah <laughs> and, and 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 you can use that that technology to facilitate zooming and to facilitate telephoto, to facilitate wide angle, then I think it's a huge step forward. Because no matter what you think, we all use our iPhone to take images. We carry a DSLR, we carry a mirrorless, but you know what? (laughs) The camera that's on your body right when you need it is the iPhone, you pop it out and you shoot. If you had some of those facilities without adding gizmos and increasing friction, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned we all have a camera with it, or we always use our iPhone, and, you know, some of us use a DSLR, some of us use mirrorless. It's interesting that the iPhone is, in fact, a mirrorless camera, and they're talking about adding mirrors into it. (laughs) 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 it comes full circle. (laughs) Right,
0: Juan? Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, this is going to become the world's smallest DSLR. What do you Very soon it's gonna grow a little pentaprism on top, you know, big bulge on top. Um
1: oh, yeah. oh, that, that,
2: that, that, those terms are bothering me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like under your
1: fingernails. I don't know, but this 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 the technology, I mean, obviously I would love to have I don't know, would I? That's a, that's a really good question, Juan. I, you tackle this one. Do you want zoomable optics in your iPhone? Part of the magic of the iPhone is that it is a fixed lens in there, and you zoom with your feed, and you know. Or do we want that? And if we do get zoomable optics in there, does that mean we're going to see iPhone pictures with bokeh and you know the next level? I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that this is pretty neat. I think that um, you know, Apple. Now, having done work for Apple in the past, I know that Apple files patents for just about any idea that they come up with. Sure. Doesn't mean that they're going to do anything with it. Doesn't mean that this is the way they're going to go. We've seen many, many cases in which they file a patent to, to do something in a specific way and then they come out with a product and it does it in a completely different way. Sometimes I yep. think they do it just to mess with the competition more than anything else. Just, you yep. know, kind of put them in the, in the wrong path. I mean, we've yes. seen recently a company or other people talking about uh uh apple coming up with dual lens cameras or dual cameras on the phones to actually um, uh, allow for zoomable uh lenses as well so i think we're i don't know that this is really going to happen i would love to see you know as much as you know like you said uh frederick the magic of moving back and forth and, and zooming with your feet is great i would still love to be able to do better and tighter composition within the iPhone itself. Oftentimes I feel like I'm zooming in and I'm sacrificing the quality of the image. Um, A lot of times it's because I can't get closer Um, or I do want something that's a little wider. So uh, yeah, I would definitely, I would welcome a zoomable lens on on the iPhone. How they do it.
1: But one, some people, people listening to this may be saying, but one... You can already zoom on the iPhone. All you do is pinch and zoom, <laughs> and it's zooming. What's what's all the hubbub about this folded stuff? That's
0: cropping. That's not zooming. <laughs> <laughs> all you're doing at that point is cropping.
1: the yeah.
2: Optical zoom and digital zoom. Yeah, right. I mean, some, some people don't fully comprehend that, but that's really what it is. Yeah.
1: Well, Shiv, is, is the iPhone... With If this does, like Juan said, you know who knows, Apple's sitting on a pile of patents that they can execute on, if they do execute on this patent and this makes it into iPhone seven, does this move the iPhone closer to being or to supplanting everything else or becoming more of a pro camera? You know can you can you do
2: real work with the iPhone if this if this makes it in? I don't know whether it, it will become a pro camera, but it'll surely become a prosumer camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it there it, now. It, I would yeah, argue, it's right? it's 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 grossly you know enhanced from where it is today with with a feature like this, but I mean I have a, a a few picks of the week as I said for today, and then I want to talk about some stuff that I saw at NAB. <laughs> <laughs> NAB, <In> everyone <laughs> calls it Nab. What are NAB? you talking about? You talking about? <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. I got it. That's, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I saw I saw some stuff that that's there that. I mean just blew me away from the quality I mean incredible so yes the camera is good and in its native state it can be enhanced uh, with with some incredible optics so we'll we'll talk about that later but clearly the the iPhone is really the camera that you have on you when you need it and yeah. it'll do better than what we used to call the phone camera yeah yeah, and now it's yeah, a it, camera. It, 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 it
1: used to be, it still is to some degree, but people would say, they would make the excuse of, you know, oh, this came from my iPhone, but, you know, or this this is a camera phone image as kind of an asterisk that it's not a real photo. And that stuff seems to be full, is falling away. And then as we see these new technologies, like, you know, on the video side, like Periscope, mm-hmm. obviously, and Facebook Live, these things that you can do broadcast to millions of people, from your phone with a high level of quality, and take still photos, it becomes okay. Why do I need this bag full of stuff over here when I, you know, you know, oh. you know it's funny. It's mm-hmm. funny
0: for like, you said something that uh, kind of resonated with me because sometimes I use that term, like if I posted on Facebook or share with it or or folks, I said this is an iPhone shot, and you know I use that oftentimes not as a way to say that this was taken with my iPhone. But to me, it's more an indicator of the level of effort I put into the image, right? Whether it's a snapshot or something I really work towards. You know, yeah. oftentimes, I'll make a great image with my iPhone and spend the time to compose it right, get the light right, get the angle right, all this kind of stuff. And that won't say this was an iPhone shot, even though it was taken with my iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that connotation of a, this is an iPhone shot is more a, a reflection of the amount of effort right. I put into the image, whether it was a snapshot or something um, I really... Work really hard at now. Once the, once the quality improves that much more and I'm able to have all these other capabilities, you know, I may take it a little bit more seriously in using my iPhone that much more. But I think at the end of the day, you know, the iPhone is going to be a a, a jack of all trades, right? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's a, a pocket communicator. It's going to be an yeah. email device, a web browser, you know, a, a telephone, all this kind of stuff. Is I don't think at the end of the day it's going to replace a, a true camera just as... My, you know, A6300, as capable as it is, is going to start allowing me to make phone calls and start me calling people while, I, you know, shooting out there. That's
1: true. Though Panasonic did come out with a camera, a Micro Four Thirds yeah. camera with a phone, an Android phone kind of married to it. So. I remember that, yes. Yeah, yeah. And how popular was it that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if it was ever released in the U.S., to be yeah. honest well, with you. Well,
0: Samsung mm. did the same thing, actually. You know, how when Samsung was making digital cameras as well. They came out with one that was a big Android phone on the back with, you know, interchangeable lenses in the front.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, back to my earlier, that, that earlier story, if you want a camera, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go to get that a camera, level, right. get, get a camera with interchangeable lenses if you need all that optics and, you know, you need that professional level. Your phone, however, hey. I think the phone, these phones today, even phones of yesterday, you know, two years ago, Effectively eviscerated the point-and-shoot market to the point right. where you know it's like, why would I even carry that thing mm-hmm. around when I have a connected computer in my pocket that does green images?
0: Hey, Frederick, I have a suggestion for a title for this podcast for this episode. It should be: If you want a camera, get a real camera.
1: <laughs> get a, yeah, how about get a real camera? <laughs> I'm writing it down now. Because that, that seems
0: to be the, the theme of this episode.
1: That's yeah. it. Or how about just get real? <laughs> there you go. Get real. There we go. Yeah, that's. I like that. I like yeah. get real. Very subtle. Yeah. Got like milk. It. Got milk. I'm not known yeah. from being subtle. So. <laughs> I don't know. This is, this is a good conversation. Know. There's a lot of stuff. And I'll, I will foreshadow a little bit that, you know, Juan, we launched alpha mirrorless um, with you and and Andy and it's going like gangbusters. One of the other shows on the Twip drawing Mm. board right now is about, guess what? Mobile photography. Mobile photography. Yeah. It's it's about time for that. Mm, It's about time. It's been about time for that show and I can't wait for that one to launch because again, you know, when, part of the reason why we have this network is because there's so many different genres and verticals and pockets of people that love different kinds of photography. There's no way one show like this one, this week in photo, could serve everybody. But no, you know, you'd be this, doing it
2: an injustice if you tried to serve everything. Oh, this
1: show yeah. would be work. this show would be 24 hours long. And, yeah. Yeah,
2: no <laughs> and Frederick, so. you'd have to stop traveling.
1: Yeah, you know that's not going to happen. I'm I'm infected yeah. with the travel travel bug. That is not happening. All right, guys, let's uh, let's move on to our picks of the week. I can't believe we got through, we are through all these stories already. These hours go so fast; it's ridiculous. All right, so the picks of the week, as you both both know, is a segment on this show where you guys can recommend something to the Twip Army as long as it is somehow related to photography. Mister Verma, I'm going to let you go first. What's your pick of the week?
2: So, I got something that you actually attached to the iPhone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After all it's that. It's so, an that. Iron Man suit for the iPhone.
2: So, you know, <laughs> you know I, I'd, I'd heard about the, the EXO lens,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And their their partnership with Zeiss. Okay. I'll and I, you kind one. of know my affinity for Zeiss. So, I actually had the opportunity to try out these three lenses. They have a wide angle, they have a telephoto, and then they have a macro lens. And the macro Mm -hmm. lens is the only one that actually zooms. Uh, The wide angle and the telephoto lens are basically fixed focal length. They they focus to infinity. But what really blew me away was the clarity, the contrast, the incremental contrast, and, and the color rendition that you get from these lenses. I mean, you take a shot with the iPhone, And then you take a shot put this lens on and take the same shot it has the zeiss color right there built into it so that blew me away and what's most interesting about the macro lens is that it has a translucent dome that you can actually stick this lens practically on the surface that you're photographing and the dome allows enough light to come through
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and you have clarity like you wouldn't believe and the macro lens will do images from, you know, subject size from 3 centimeters to about 12 centimeters. I was blown away. So, mm-hmm. to me, if anybody is really interesting in augmenting their iPhone, um, and I think right now it works with the 6 and the 6S. I don't think they have the attachments uh, made for the pluses. But yes, they do. Actually, I'm
0: looking at the website they right do? now. Yeah, uh, they do okay.
2: And and the thing is, it also has like a cold shoe adapter and all built in, and it's beautifully machined. And it just, I mean, it blew me away. I mean, the quality just was absolutely incredible. Okay, uh, all right. So, so you're you're you're
1: making me want to try this, but I'm am <laughs> still looking at it. And I'm think I'm just trying to think of like when the the instances where I pull out my iPhone. Are, are, are just really quick shots and I'm thinking, okay, do I really want to pull this out and add this thing onto it? But, granted, if, it, if, if, I'm, if I switch my mindset into thinking this is a second camera in my camera bag and with a few little movements, I now have professional, quote, professional quality images and maybe I'll think about
2: Frederick, it. Frederick, get real. It's <laughs> impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. So, so, so that that, that that was that was my that was my one um, N A B experience. Okay. My I'm second looking at pricing for this. Hold yeah, on. Wait. wait, wait my, 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 my second. My second. Wait. Wait. Netflix.
1: Wait. Wait. Pricing. We got to talk about pricing. So the Exo lens for the iPhone. For the six, it's ninety-seven bucks. The six S is one hundred twenty-nine. The six S Plus is one hundred and twelve, and one hundred and forty-nine ninety-five. For what's the, the iPhone six six?
2: Oh, the six Plus is one hundred twelve. Okay. You you get the you get the the attachment device, and then you buy the lenses as a set or individually. I think that's mm-hmm. how it is. Okay. Yeah. But it's not okay. expensive. I mean, it's, it's it's really awesome stuff, and you get Zeiss quality optics. I mean, come on, guys, let's get real. It's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. All All right. hey, so before we before we continue, so we hear we hear uh, Carl Zeiss's name thrown around like, uh, you know, w- what does that actually mean? I was I, I wanted to ask someone this for a while. When you say. You say this has a Zeiss lens on it. Obviously, it means quality. I, I I understand that, but what does it really mean? Like, what is does it mean that the, the lenses are manufactured to a certain tolerance in terms of clarity or durability or something? What does Zeiss mean?
0: So it actually depends because you know, for example, the Sony. Um, and and, and Shiv, you can you can you can uh, 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 let me say this real quick, and then you can you can uh, chime in. Uh, at least on the Sony side, you know. Canon makes or Sony makes lenses that have the Zeiss badge on them. And mm-hmm. what that means is that the lenses are manufactured by Sony, but they're using designs from Size, and Size does some quality control of it uh, okay. on them.
1: So just like Leica and, and Lumix, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, same, same way. way.
2: And, and and the fact is that to have the Zeiss badge on it, the quality control is managed by Zeiss. For Panasonic, the quality control is managed by Leica. And if you're not doing it right, you have a very high reject rate. So, you know, they're very particular about how their badge is applied to a product. So to me, that means consistency, the highest level of quality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to, to the most part, I mean, both Leica and Zeiss actually manually check lenses to make sure that they are conformed to their Design specifications, etc. So, yeah. I mean, to me, that's worth the extra bucks that you pay for. But yeah. above Very and beyond, dumb. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I've talked about this before, and I'm kind of a little bit disappointed that I still haven't been able to get my production version of the Panasonic 100-400. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think a lot of it depends upon the fact that they started manufacturing the lens it's a beautiful lens and Leica expects that high level of quality with each lens that goes out of the factory yeah, yeah. and to some extent maybe the production is not meeting the same quality standards and there is a delay maybe. potentially i mean maybe. i mean yeah but i saw so,
1: i was i asked i asked you about that that lens before we started recording and I saw Rob Knight, who used to host our, our travel show. Um, I was following him on Instagram. I was looking at some of the shots that he'd been posting from that lens, and I was blown away. I, I was, you know, 100 to 400 lens shooting full frame close ups of a, a bug or a moth molting out of its casing with incredible detail all the way down to the little micro cells on the on the on the insect's eyes. It's just
2: I you know, I was like, really? How does this how is this even possible? Yeah. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a pre-production version. And I'll tell you that that lens has incredible quality. So yeah. if the production was it version, is it a four five? Is it F four five? It's an F four uh, I think.
1: Six three, okay. correct. Yeah. yeah. Four to six three. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's I mean forget about the how fast the lens is. I'm looking at the quality. What does this lens produce from an image point of view? I mean, you know, as a wildlife and nature photographer, you want detail. You know, when you shoot a bird, you want feather detail. You want eye detail. You know, this thing can make you go ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's just beautiful, beautiful. All right,
1: all right. Spending more, see, I would spin, I would buy that lens. <laughs> I would great, buy that it's lens before. It's great to spend other people's money, <laughs> right? But I would buy that before I bought this EXO lens. You know, you know, even as two, good as this EXO lens might yeah. be, if if it if it was a choice between me, me having an extra 140 bucks to push me over the edge to be able to buy that lens. I would go for that lens before I I gave my iPhone more capability. I'm really
2: glad you said that because that brings up a very important point. There are lenses and then there are lenses, right? Mm -hmm. The quality of the lens is always what we're looking for. But what's the reach? When you say telephoto, anything over 50 millimeters is telephoto. True,
1: yeah.
2: Right? So you've got a Leica lens that gives you 100-400 native, 200-800 on the mirrorless camera. And you can handle it. Yeah, I got that's it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Eight hundred millimeters handheld.
1: All right. One last question on that lens, because obviously I'm I'm lusting after it. Uh, on the drool, GX, drool, drool. Don't GX7, just lust. The GX7, the <laughs> GX7, or sorry, the GX8, the Lumix GX8. One of the key features of that camera was it can it can use image stabilization built into the lens simultaneously with in body in body image stabilization. So you have mm-hmm. two you know, stabilizing dampeners going simultaneously, does this lens have in-body image stabilization? Yeah. Or or in-lens
2: stabilization? Right. The lens gives you two axis. Mm. The GX-8 gives you four axis. Now, what's interesting is that the GX-85, which has just come out, which is the baby GX-8, has five axis in-body. So So like like Olympus then? Yeah, but you know you like you, you, you did yeah yeah. You, you, <laughs> yeah 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 you did bring up the G7, and oh I got to do a disclosure over here I I'm a, a Lumix ambassador so I'm you know touting something that I should be touting yes but yes the the G7 actually has a higher frame rate than the GX8. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. from a nature and wildlife photography point of view, that rapid burst is a little beneficial, even though the, the body but, but doesn't the have this. 8, yeah.
1: Hmm. yeah, the GX8 has an image stabilization as well as a 20 megapixel sensor. 20 megapixel sensor. But the,
2: the GX85 GX has a 16 megapixel sensor, but a brand new sensor. So, all right, lo- all lots of right, lots of. All right, move on to your second pick. Not that right, we care about kid.
1: gear or anything on yeah. this show, but... nah, not, <laughs> not, at <all. laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. But see, people can see the the level. This is what happens when you get us together in real life. This is the conversations <laughs> that go on between people that like. That and love days and stuff.
0: days pass, and
1: you know we don't even know <laughs> how long we've been together. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's how it goes. <laughs> all right. All right, Shiv. What's your what's your second pick?
2: My my second pick is, actually, it's a it's a family of products, but they all are absolutely phenomenal. So, so far we've had HDR, we talk about the great things about HDR in, you know, still photography, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Trey Radcliffe came out with this brilliant piece of software in conjunction with McFun, and Aurora, Aurora, and it's just so beautiful. Now, can you imagine doing all that with video? Recording... Uh. Hmm. HDR. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Video? Come on, please don't spend more of my money, shoes. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you, you've you talked about it earlier, and I think Joseph talked about it. The Atomos product with the, the Ninja Assassin. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, Now there is a Ninja Flame and a Shogun Flame and an Inferno. Okay. And they, what do they, they do, do? Video HDR. And you can actually, Hmm. on the display, see HDR as it is being recorded. But you're still recording, and I don't want to go into technicalities over here, but you're still recording S-Log on a Panasonic or V-Log or S-Log on a Sony. And it's being recorded so that you can post-process exactly how you want to, totally flat. But you see it as it would after you post-process it. Oh, so, geez. to me, that just blew me away. Oh, there you are. There, see, look at that. On yeah. the left is what you see. On the right is what you're shooting.
1: Yeah, and folks that are listening to this audio, please go watch this video or click on the link in the show notes because I'm showing a picture of this device with... Uh, okay, can you actually... Oh, you can move it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, It actually is doing uh, an HDR-like effect within this device, which is a basically a preview monitor that connects to your camera. Well, it's and, so uh, not just a
2: monitor, it's also a recorder. It's so a recorder, it will, okay. Yeah, it'll, it'll record full 10-bit. It takes away from cameras that have that, you know, 29.99-minute limitation. Yes. It takes all that away. You can right. record, you know, continuously. Uh, it, it's just, I mean, they had these out there, and it, it blew me away, so... Oh, wow. This is
1: great. And you saw this live on the show floor?
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, you know, I was uh, at uh, NAB. I got to say it properly. <laughs> at NAB. Do you see my cursor? You see it? Yeah. And we, we, I was actually at the Atomos booth uh, doing some stuff for x Uh And we can actually use an x rite uh, i1 Display Pro and calibrate this monitor to full color fidelity. I mean, get calibration dead on and then you look at the image in HDR, it just blows you away. Wow.
1: Oh, finally I find the price. Okay. 1695. Wow. Well, that's I for
2: mean, the show that's for the shogun. Uh, that'll also do SDI, but if you just do HDMI, then you can do the ninja flame and that's 1295. Wow. Hmm. Okay.
1: All right, ah, uh, you and your you and your picks. <laughs> Dang it, see Frederick. You know
2: we 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 had a deal, right? A thousand bucks is what you spend for each show. Yeah, <laughs> okay. pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, I'm four about four grand there, a right? month. I it's mean, costing me then, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm about there with about twelve ninety five.
0: Good. Great.
2: Next week, this, spend this a looks less. really cool. Yeah, this looks, is, I mean, these
1: these kinds of tools hmm. like bring, like in all seriousness, they bring that professional level production quality down to normal mortals, right? Because I, I got on this, I went on this tangent this weekend of watching old movies, um, and I was watching like. The day the Earth stood still, and you know stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> this is yes. like, you look at these movies that they actually had to have really good scripts, and because they didn't have the scientific, <laughs> they didn't have the budget to create all these crazy <laughs> effects. And and I'm like, wow, a lot of this stuff you could literally create with your mirrorless cameras or even your iPhone oh, in yeah. some cases, right? You could create these kind of things if you had the story to go along with it. And and now we have these kinds of tools. Which in a lot of ways, they just, they remove all barriers to creating whatever you can dream up, pretty much. You know, notwithstanding being able to create 3D transformers and all that. But you can create pretty much anything you want and make it look beautiful. And not only do we have the tools to create this stuff, with, with Google Tube, we have the power to distribute it to millions of virtually unlimited
2: audience for free. So, you know, yeah, it's you crazy. Frederick, you know, you've got a GH4, right? I think you still have right. a GH4? Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, hook that GH4 to this. 10-bit out, you got HDR. I mean, they, Panasonic had in their booth these uh, you know, Ninja Flames on top of their, their cameras, and you could see the difference. It was wow. just mind-blowing, like, unbelievable. Wow. You got
1: to love Pretty it. Cool. You got to love cool. it. Hey, yeah. and it says 4K. Wait a minute. It says 4K RAW on this one. Unlock the oh. RAW from Sony and Sony Canon. Sony
2: and Canon. Yeah. So the the, the big Sony, mm-hmm. you know, video cameras and the big Canon video cameras. Yeah. Oh, those. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. Those it. ones.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, I was going to say nobody shoots Sony mirrorless cameras. So no, nobody. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Juan. Are you still here? I'm sorry. I'm still here.
0: <laughs> I could <can> hear that.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Well, ship, thank you, man. They're two excellent picks, man. You came in with yeah, both barrels cool. blazing. Oh know. yes, that's a, that's a tough to act do to do follow. The- One. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. Well, you know, I'm going a totally different time shift warp here. He's going All right. for depth in um uh, uh, in dynamic range. Now I'm going for. An intervalometer for time lapse. And oh, my you pick, stretch
1: it out. Nice. My
0: pick is the View Interval- Intervalometer, and this is a Kickstarter project. But the guy who uh, was putting out together had a, a previous product called the Time Lapse Plus, which was actually an awesome little time lapse um, intervalometer that you could use. Now, he this was about four or five years ago that he came out with the Time Lapse Plus, that I still use today. It is an amazing little um, time lapse. Um, intervalometer that allows you to do kind of what we call the holy grail of um, time lapse Um, Mm -hmm. which is doing time lapse from day to night and night to day so you get that nice uh, you know stars moving above you with then the sun rising and then seeing the clouds um, uh, and uh, you know doing that entire transition automatically in such a way that you know your skies don't get totally blown out when the sun comes out kind of thing now what he's done with the view, he has it now where you can actually see live the, um, the uh, time lapse that you're creating. And it allows you to then control it automatically either from the device itself and adjusting basically the exposure that's taking that, that your camera is uh, executing or yeah. from an iPhone, a detached device so you don't run the risk of bumping into your, your device and actually messing up your time lapse. Um, it's a little pricey for, for time-lapse, but this is going to make time-lapse so much easier for people because it does all the calculations for you. You can tell it what you're trying to do, and the whole thing will calculate it, give you a preview uh, on the screen, and um, it's about $340 for the device. And um, again, it's a, a Kickstarter, but I believe in this guy, um, Elijah Parker. He's done an incredibly good job with the Time-lapse Plus, so I don't expect him to do any, any
1: less with this device. Very cool, cool. And what is, what is this called? View. It's called View, right? Yep,
0: the View Intervalometer. View Intervalometer.
1: And I'm looking on the, the Kickstarter page now. So timelapseplus.com, or we'll we'll link to this Kickstarter campaign from the post too. But it looks like he already made his goal of a hundred thousand dollars. He's broken that by a hundred by four thousand dollars already. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe so so this had, is going to happen. I'm, I'm
0: pretty excited about it. I mean, you know, I'm I I love doing time lapse. I have more time lapse equipment that I, you can shake it stick at. Um, you know, I got that gas syndrome for time-lapse equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and But this is going to be really cool because it's just going to be total no-brainer. You can tell right away because you can see this time-lapse. You know, uh, 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 you can get that live preview of the time-lapse. You can tell right away whether your time-lapse is going to work, you know, if it's going to be compelling enough or not. You don't have to waste all that time making those shots and then find out, uh, you know, the, the scene wasn't all that great to begin with.
2: Yeah, remove a lot of the trial a, and error. Yeah. yeah. So it actually generates a video yeah, of what's the, the, the
0: device itself has a little screen. Um so it basically takes the feed off of the camera with the exact shots the camera's taken and puts them in the little display and runs them for you as a little movie, so you can actually see them anytime you want.
1: Yeah, there it is.
2: Right oh, there. And and while while the camera is continuing to shoot the rest of the sequence. Is that yes, right? Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right, and then what you can do is, you know, if, if the image is if, if you have seen that the image is getting a little overexposed, you can tell it to dial it down a little bit, but it'll it'll automatically do that as well. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. That. And how much? How much is it? Do you uh, have
0: how much is? It's uh, right now the early birds are all gone, so it's three hundred and forty dollars. Three
1: forty. Okay.
0: Three forty, yeah. and it they, they he guarantees it's going to work with Canon, with um, Nikon, and at least Sony.
1: Right. Maybe nope. Panasonic,
0: Panasonic as well. Maybe Panasonic as well, but I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um,
1: so. Because if, if, if it doesn't wear the Panasonic, I'm not linking to it from the TWIP site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he no, says kid, Sony, yes. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I love all brands. Just the one I use is the best. All <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Oh, right, that was a great pick. You guys, have, both of you, had great picks today. That's good stuff. So, yeah. And Shiv, you wrote—you literally wrote a book on time lapse, right? So you know that a little bit correct. about this stuff. Yeah. What do you, yes. What do you think? What do you think about this thing?
2: Oh, I, I like it. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, if it's actually going to be able to read uh, the exposure and and make adjustments, and then still allow you some manual control, that's great. Because I mean, you still have to wrestle with the fact that when you have sunrises and sunsets. Uh, you know, in stills, we need a split neutral density filter or a graduated neutral density filter. That part still is a problem, even in time lapse, no matter what you do. So at least if you get your exposure reasonably well, then you can post process and resolve it. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how's your book doing, by the way, I've got it up
1: here on the screen here. It's it's an iBook too, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's doing good. It's it needs to be updated. So that's my project for 2016: is to get it updated and add all these new products to it. Excellent! And Excellent!
1: So, yeah. so many toys to play with. So yes. many toys. All right. And time, too little time. I know And so little time. You know, it's uh, the what was the thing I was telling someone the other day? I forget who it was. Might have been on a show. It's all a blur. But it was the idea of we have all the... Oh, it was Joseph Linaski. We were talking today right before we launched Twip Apps, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Um... But uh, I was talking about, we were talking about how many cool tools were out there in the context of being able to do live streaming from the Osmo, the DJI Osmo, to Facebook now, to Facebook Live. And and the fact that you can do that, and you have stabilized footage, and you've got these mirrorless cameras, and you've got drones that can do ridiculous aerial <laughs> shots, and, and, just go, and phones that can do slow-mo and 4K, and, you know, we've got all these tools... But what what I'm seeing is missing, and I'm guilty of this too. Is story in 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 a lot of this stuff because we have, mm-hmm. you know, even me. I mean, I went down to Mexico. Although we did do a story down there, but it would have been very easy just to go down there and take a whole bunch of pretty pictures and post them online and say, "Hey, look at this! This is an Aztec or a, a Mayan pyramid, and look at this! It's a cenote, and look at you know." But to weave it all together, I'm I'm seeing the fact that we we have a lot of tools and the capability to do this stuff really easily, not a whole lot of story is behind stuff. And I think that might be the next big nugget for people differentiating themselves is telling compelling stories with with, with the awesome tools that they have.
2: But isn't that what happened with photography, Frederick? I mean, photography started off with taking pictures and then it transitioned into telling stories. I mean, you tell a story with a single image and it's very powerful. Yeah. Video, on the other hand, you can tell a story because it's a sequence. You know, yeah, this, well, it, maybe. Yeah. So you now have to basically learn how to capture the essence of what you shoot and tell it as a story, uh, which requires a little bit of you know, understanding of what it is that you really want to convey. And once you have that, I'm sure people will be doing some pretty decent stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, like with Instagram, the... You know, they added video, but I would I would love it if they went a step further or a step to the left or whatever and added audio annotated stills where I could put a still photograph up there and say, yeah, this... This is what I was feeling when I shot this 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 sunset. You know, it was my girlfriend and I. Blah blah blah. And we were having a good time, <laughs> and I captured this. Boom. Or hey, look at this beautiful latte that I shot. You know, of my food. You know, turns out it was really disgusting. But here's a shot of it. You know, just to add some 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 depth to it, rather than making the viewer figure it out on their own.
2: So Frederick, how would you do that? I mean, you're controlling your drone. We had to I have to bring the drone into this twip, right? How can we do a twip without a drone? I bring the drone into into every situation I could possibly squeeze a drone into. So you're there with this drone, (laughs) right? And hopefully now you're going to carry a recorder with a mic and you're going to narrate what the drone is seeing.
1: No, no, it doesn't need to be done live. It could be done in post. I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to post a 15-second Instagram clip, I want to be, instead of just posting some random clip or some random photo, wouldn't it be good to to have added a little narration to it? Even in Instagram, if you had a photo on the screen while you're composing your Instagram post and you had a microphone record button where you could just record a quick snippet of audio to accompany that photo, that'd be fantastic. It doesn't seem like it'd be hard, that hard to do.
2: As long as you're not recording what the drone is producing.
1: No, 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 I don't, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's a swarm of bees, you don't want to hear that. That is a swarm of bees, you will never be snuck up on by a drone, trust me. Right. <laughs> so. All right, guys, uh, good show, very good show, I'm going to skip my pick of the week, because I didn't have anything that I felt like I wanted to, to recommend, so I'm going to skip it this week. Um, but before we close the show, I want to find out what's going on with you guys. One, you—I think you're just back from somewhere in the woods, living in a tent oh, or something, God. right?
0: No, actually, no. This was not living in the tent. It was—I uh, was doing a workshop in uh, Alaska on the super luxurious. This is actually this is—I mean, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say this because we're in the most luxurious 80 foot yacht, being you know, fed three gourmet meals a day with all the wine and beer you want to have. And every so often we get out and shoot whales or we shoot eagles or we shoot um, uh, uh, sea otters or or sea lions or whatnot. So, yeah, it was uh, 10 days on this uh, 80-foot yacht in the wilds of, um, of Alaska. Um, lots and lots of fun. But, I mean, completely, completely in the middle of nowhere. We're without connection for for 10 days, but I absolutely love it out there. And it's one of my favorite places to be. Um, And uh, just, just literally just got back from that. Um, And (laughs) I got back from that. And then the next day, it was my son's spring break and he and I went camping. So I got back, unpacked a set of bags, packed another set of bags and went camping for a week. And we just returned last night.
1: Wow. And I'm just catching
0: my breath today.
1: And and you've you've like recorded two episodes of Alpha oh, Mirrorless and one episode of This Week in Photo already All in
0: one day yes <laughs> <All laughs> I was caught up day. to like a hundred emails that I hadn't caught up with in the past week. yeah today has oh, been a little yeah. crazy of a day but you know we do what we gotta do you do what you can man you yeah, mean, you gotta, yeah yeah no but that's... you know we got to baby this Alpha uh, Alpha Mirrorless podcast man there, that's it, it's it's catching on fire and uh, uh, you know can't, can't let it uh, can't let it down so. Um, today, I recorded two interviews. We actually released one of those today, and the next one will be out in a couple of weeks.
1: That is so cool, man. Cool. Congratulations on that. The successes of that show continue to surprise me. And I consider myself a veteran podcaster, and I'm still surprised at the success of that show. So, yeah, cool. Cool. So, well, yeah, that's so awesome. That's great to hear you say that. Yeah. Good going. Good going.
0: All right. What else? What else do you have coming up? Well, we got the Outer New York Conference coming up in October, which you're going to be at as well, right? Yes. Um, I will be there. I uh, I taught at the Auto Chicago conference last year, which was a lot of fun. I can't make the Auto Chicago conference this summer, uh, unfortunately. But I'll be there next year in Chicago. But I'll be in uh, in New York in October. So um, I know that you were talking about that quite a bit uh, during the, during the shows, which is great because mm-hmm. we love to see a lot of folks come out to that. It's a it's a great group of instructors. Um, Chris Smith, who puts it together, does a really spectacular job. He's a he's a great guy. So. I look forward to going there and uh, kind of meet up with people. You know, that's one of the great things about these, these shows for, for us instructors. Not only we get to teach, but um, we get to see people that we only get to see, you know, once every once every couple of years or sometimes every year if we're lucky.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the, uh, I just today as we record this episode, which is Monday the 25th of April, I um, released an episode of Twip Talks. And um, and it's featuring Chris Smith. We were talking cool. about out of Chicago and out of New York. So if folks want to learn more about that conference, go check out that that interview I did with him. I think it's like a 20 or 30-minute interview. And he, he kind of goes into some of his his thought processes and, and reasons behind building yet another <laughs> photography con- con- or um, conference and why this one is a little bit different than the other ones that are out there.
0: No, I mean, I and, think he does a great job. I've taught at many of these over the years, and he does a great job of putting something that. Is a little bit different than everybody else is doing, and in, in certainly in different locations, you know, um, than a lot of people are doing. So this is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. And It's good. Like I, and like I said in that interview that I did with him, or w- when we were talking, the one of the reasons why I wanted to be involved in these conferences is that he's doing something different. You know, it's something a little bit different, and yes. he's given the opportunity to a lot of people that may not have had the opportunity to speak at some of the larger conferences even though they're right. every bit as talented and yes. skilled as the people that you the names that you always see at these big conferences they they never get a chance now you can hear some of these different you know younger and older voices come out and and speak at this new conference oh so yeah he's exciting. had a
0: couple of people who were first time presenters at the Auto Chicago last year that really you know, broken out and really have done a spectacular job and they've become really great speakers and really good instructors. So it's kind of neat to see him sort of nurture those people that don't necessarily, uh, you know, that are lesser known, let's say. So So that's really cool, kind of different than, than what he everybody else is doing.
1: Very cool. Cool. And then uh, I see number three here, you have a trip coming up soon, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the, you know, my, my busy times are the fall and, and winter, early spring and you know, now I usually take the summers off, so I'm actually free until September, believe it or not. Um, oh, I've got wow. a couple of private workshops that I'm doing, but other than that, I'm not doing any big workshops until September or so. And I just wanted to give a plug here for uh, a workshop that I'm running in Scotland. We're going to be hitting um, the Isle of Sky and a bunch of different other places in Scotland that I think is going to be really cool. This is going to be kind of a landscape workshop in a just spectacular location, so... Uh, Wanted to make people aware of that and that's October twenty second through thirty first.
1: Wow. Yeah. Jeez. You are you are uh, you're like the James Brown of of photography, the hardest working man.
0: <laughs> you just hey and, and Frederick, there's still room in the Cuba workshop if you want to come. So we've got hey, a few spots you know, left.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fill up my international traveling sort of lust right now. I have wanderlust, and, you know, I may take you up on that. So, dude,
0: Cuba Cuba is, I mean, and you, you hear everybody says it. You know, you got to go before it changes, but you really do because it's changing so insanely fast.
1: Is it? Like McDonald's oh and Starbucks showing up down not, there already? Not
0: quite that bad, but, you know, in just six months, they've introduced Wi-Fi in the middle of Havana. So in some of the places that, you know, for years and decades, people have congregated, you don't see them congregated like they used to. They kind of uh, congregate on these Wi-Fi hotspots. So you'll see all uh, these Cubans, you know, on Facebook.
1: Everyone's, or, uh, everyone's or face down Facebook. like this now. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh. So
0: you're starting to see things change quite a bit, you know, um, and so fast. So it, it's, it's, it is a time to go now before things get really, really crazy.
1: Wow! All right. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on this show, and thanks for the great oh, picks. Oh, always, and, always, man. And congratulations on all your successes. You're uh, you're crushing it. Thank you. All right. All right, Mr. She Verma. What about you, man? Yeah. What do you have coming up?
2: Well, let's see. I did Nab. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you nab some gear at Nab? And nab? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And uh, then I went to Death Valley, nice. which was incredible. did you get the flowers? Uh, um, there are some, I think I was a little too late for the real big bloom, um, but experience something which is, you know, I mean, a true storm, I mean, a windstorm, which was lasted a whole day. Oh, Absolutely wow. incredible to see something like that. That's so, cool. I, yeah, I got back uh, this morning at uh, about 11 o'clock and I got to get up at four o'clock and then I'm off to St. Augustine. I'm doing the Panasonic Show for the birding and Photography Festival for the whole week, and uh, come back, do a another show for Panasonic at Hunts, which is the digital days. and then the week following workshop in Yosemite, and then we can go on and on, yeah
1: yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at your twenty six workshop tours you've got. Yosemite, you've got Martha's Vineyard, you've got South Africa and Botswana, lighthouses of New England coming up, then Iceland, then Yellowstone, then Cape Cod, and oh yeah, uh, Iceland, I, yeah.
2: I, Iceland, I have two spaces left, so <laughs> yeah. I need I need two people to come for that to fill up that that workshop. The rest are all doing great.
1: I love it. I love it. You guys, like I always say on these shows, you guys are always an inspiration for me and kicking up my traveling because it's like you know for years i've been doing the show yeah. talking to you know people with ridiculous travel schedules like you guys and you know coming back with these amazing photos and i'm always like H- i know how to shoot how do these guys get these great shots <laughs> well
2: because they go to where the shots are that's how they get the hey but you know what <laughs> Frederick, you're doing okay. You you've done more trips in the past six months than you've ever done in all your life. So, oh man, up.
1: yeah. I yeah. Where have I been? In the last what year or eighteen months I've been to New Zealand, I've been to Champagne, France, Paris, France. I've awesome. been to uh where else? Jeez, Mexico. Yeah, I no, then You I've been did all... Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, how can I forget yeah. Vietnam? We did like what, yeah. six cities in Vietnam? Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not afraid to move about the planet, so. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's great, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta crank it up a little bit now. And, you know, that was a lot of my my travels have been to sort of start understanding how to travel because it's 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 like it's you it, both of you guys know there's there's little tricks that travelers that seasoned travelers use to make oh, yeah. the trip go a little bit easier, and you don't know these until you actually go and put yourself. In the situation,
2: you know? Yeah, so. you know, I think one of the, the nice uh, TWIP episodes we did with uh, Valerie, you, and myself yeah. was on travel. And, mm-hmm. and you know, people, I think one, one of the things that you might want to do one day, Frederick, and just a suggestion, is to do like a cross-reference index of all the TWIP shows. Yeah. So people can say, you know what, I, I'm going to travel. Oh, I should look at TWIP number this, this, and this. That's a great idea, actually. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that would be great.
1: Yeah, because there's we only have a couple of what is this episode 462, so yeah, it's
2: not
1: <laughs> that much work. To, you can to you go. can do by lunch
2: tomorrow, right? You should be able to yeah, get it done by exactly. then. See, see bang, by, bang, by the bang. by the time you buy lenses for one, you... <laughs> <laughs> like we make a
1: note in the notes for the producer, don't invite Sheeve Verma back on. The show. <laughs> Oh man. Hey, a promise is a promise. I will come through. I will come through on that promise. And these guys like I said, small price to pay for as as much as these guys are crushing it. So so and I'm taking oh, you know what? I, I'm gonna set up a GoFundMe to help. Oh me. there you go, there you go. <laughs> help me help me fund the lenses for for these guys for Alpha Mirrorless. Uh, that's awesome.
2: Hey, don't don't not? take right. it the wrong way, Frederick. It is an appreciation of what Juan is doing with his show that I so like. I don't want it to stop. I want that you know 400, 500 episode to be there. So Right now, I know,
1: <laughs> I know. It, it'll get there. I, I'm pretty sure it'll get there. Juan, where, where are you guys up to right now? How what uh, what's your, what's your um, we
2: just published
0: number eight, so um, that's what went out today.
1: Yeah, episode eight. What was what was that one on?
0: Uh, that was, uh, Robert Evans. We the interview with Robert Evans. I actually did this morning,
2: so. Nice. Oh, that's already yeah. sort of out. It, it's not, it's not. Oh,
0: you recorded it and published it today. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. yeah. God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, ah. recorded it, two things, edited, published that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, like I said, today it's just been, yeah, nonstop. <laughs> oh, I've got to listen to it on
2: my flight to, to, to Florida tomorrow. Then. Yeah,
0: I know, Rob, you know, I had never, uh, I've heard of Robert before. I didn't know him. Um, but you know, we, we got along great. It was a great interview. I really, really enjoyed, um, really enjoyed having him on
1: the show. So, you know, he's a host, he's a co-host of one of our other shows. On I know, Netflix. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Twip so. Weddings. Yeah. So. That's why
0: this was so easy because he's already used to
1: doing podcasts. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah. it's great. Well, speaking of podcasts, like I probably have mentioned in the, the little intro for this show, um, as we record this, like I said, is April 25th. We launched the newest addition to the Twip Network, and that's Twip Apps, hosted by Joseph Linashky. It's been on the drawing boards for a while. Interesting thing about that show, obviously, is the content. Joseph is going to be interviewing different folks that have published various apps that pertain and, and relate to photography, but it is our first, it's the first show on the network that has video in the podcast feed, so... We have other shows that are video, you know, and even this show, you know, you can watch the video on the web, but all of the shows that have a video component, you can watch the video through YouTube. This is the first show that we're actually serving up video so you can, you know, download and watch the episodes on your phone. So, like I said, life life is an experiment. So far, so good, though. It looks beautiful. It looks great on the Apple TV. It looks great everywhere. So, yeah, check awesome. it out. We've, we've set it up. You can just head over to twipapps.com. Or, or just go to this week in photo and click on apps in the menu bar and it'll take you right to it and check out. I think so far we've launched three episodes. So three episodes are in the queue waiting for you to go check out and you can see Joseph do his little tap dance and put various app makers on the hot seat. First one up was ACDC. You guys remember mm. ACDC? Oh yeah. yes, Yeah. Yeah. ACDC been around 20 ish years and, and uh, you're still you know, around. And they're still around. And wow. they're still around. I'm not going to give away what happened in the podcast, but you got to go. Got to go watch it. It's very interesting to see those guys talk.
2: talk. So when when cool. will I ever get any work done if I keep watching podcasts? I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, works, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And right. for me coming up, like like Juan mentioned, um, I'll be speaking at the Out of Chi- Out of Chicago conference coming up in June. I'll be speaking also at Out of New York. In October. And we've got a new product that's going to debut in the brand new Twip School, which you can find at school.thisweekinphoto.com. that we're, we'll be launching that exclusively with the five-day deal that's coming up very soon. So keep an eye out for that. There'll be a huge special in that where you'll, where you'll essentially be able to get the course that we're launching At no cost as part of that bundle, and then it'll be a part of the TWIP school and have a price on it. So, yeah, definitely check out that bundle, which I will be telling you about uh, during that deal. And, uh, yeah, and support the TWIP school. I'd love for you guys, TWIP listeners, to go check it out and tell me what you think. It's brand new, and uh, we plan on loading that thing down with content from our various hosts and supporters of This Week in Photo. All right, guys, we are at the the end of another episode of TWiP. I want to thank our sponsors, FreshBooks, and our friends Chris Smith over at Out of Chicago for having me at the conference to speak. And also be sure to check out our website at thisweekinfoto.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you happen to be watching the show on YouTube, please comment, like, and subscribe to our channel. And with that, it is time to take that lens cap
2: off.